I'll bet you thought that because there was no Premier Division fixtures, you wouldn't get an ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. Well, you are wrong. I'm sitting in Oriel Park recording this. Shelburne have beaten Dundalk by four goals to nil in the Leinster Senior Cup fourth round. Dundalk's 200th appearance in this competition didn't go particularly well. They weren't helped by the fact that Hayden Muller got sent off five minutes into the game. We'll have more on this a little bit later. We'll also look ahead to Monday night's Euro qualifier between the Republic of Ireland and France. Keith Tracy was watching France, well tonight as I speak to you, beat the Netherlands by four goals to nil. So there does not appear to be any World Cup hangover, which is a bad thing for us. We'll also have a roundup of the First Division, where Galway have beaten Longford by one goal to nil. Bray have overcome Wexford three goals to two, and Kerry have lost one nil to Athlone. Why am I not giving you the Finn Harps Cove Ramblers result? Because as I record, that game is still going on. We'll have all that and more Tonight, well, today as you're listening to the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. And it is with the Republic of Ireland that we start France beating the Netherlands by four goals to nil. Keith Tracy watched the game and afterwards sent us this voice note. Looking at it with me, with me Irish eyes on, I, I'm looking for weaknesses and faults in the French. And, and the first thing that, that popped into my head was maybe Griezmann and Mbappe with Mbappe just being given the, the captaincy maybe Griezmann would have the, the bottom lip out a bit and be sulking and maybe there'd be a bit of discontent in the team but three minutes into the game Mbappe breaks free down the left pulls it back to Griezmann and Griezmann puts France 1-0 up and they go over and give each other a big hug and you could see straight from the off that the French are a real team and they're very very together there isn't any discontent in the, in the French whatsoever they look very very strong you can tell they're a World Cup finalist. Really, really good all over the pitch. They've so many weapons. Very dangerous from set pieces. Recover really quickly into their shape. Um, very, very dangerous uh, on either wing. Mbappe, they, they play a 4-4-2 with Mbappe. And tonight it was Mawani up front. It might be Giroud in Dublin. But Mawani sort of does his own thing up front. He is the one. And then Mbappe is more of a free role. He doesn't, he doesn't do a lot defensively. Ravio at times is the the widest of the four. We, he's still very, very central. So Theo Hernandez can be got at the, as the French left back, but he's a very, very good 1v1 defender. And, you know, if you're going to go and try and double up on him, if you lose the ball, you've got the pace of Mbappe that can really, really hurt you. And look, the French can hurt you all over the pitch. Some other standout players, obviously Anton Griezmann, very, very good, not only in his uh, in his attacking play. The French only had 43% of the ball tonight, but the way they go after you when you have the ball, and it's usually set off by Anton Griezmann. So he's such a dangerous player, a very important player from the French. And like I say, the fact that he hasn't got the bottom lip out and he looks bang in the mood for it is, uh, is very, very worrying for us. And, any of the back four, Kunde, Kanate, Upamakano, Hernandez, they all have the ability when they have the ball at the back just to put the afterburners on and, and step into the middle of the pitch and make things happen. So, look, there's threats all over the pitch. I, I, I do give Ireland a slight chance because there is holes in the French, as bad as the Dutch were tonight, that they did have chances to hit, hit the back of the net. Uh, Memphis Dupuy wasn't great. Veghorst, when he came on, wasn't too good. They won a penalty towards the end, and that was just by putting a little bit of quality into the box, and all of a sudden, a defender throws his hand up and they find themselves with a penalty. So I think Ireland will need to do an awful lot of that, put, put the French defenders under an awful lot of pressure, but... Look, I, I think it's a, it's an uphill task that 
having looked at what sort of form the French are in, you know, maybe again I was hoping with Irish eyes and there might be a bit of a hangover after losing in the World Cup final, but the French look abs- they look really bang at it to me. So an uphill task looks really uh, looks really, really daunting on Monday, but We've had big nights before in the Aviva, so hopefully we can do it again. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast, and I'm joined on the pitch in Oriel Park by Damien Duff, the Shelburne manager. Damien, a 4-0 victory here. Um, not only do you take the win, but I imagine you take something more than a victory tonight because you got a look at a lot of your squad. Yeah, well, listen, I'd like to think I know the squad inside out anyway, but it was good to, to get the minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a good win against, listen, a very, very competitive Dundalk team. They had a serious 11 out. So, uh, no, great win for the guys, but I have to say the biggest plus is that everyone's come through unscathed. David Torre, I think it was almost a year to the day that he broke his leg, but tonight he put in a great performance. It must be great when you see a guy bounce back like that and, and get back into the first team and, and, and play some ball. Brilliant, yeah. Listen, that's why he was up around the first team before. Uh, he got his bad injuries. So, um, listen, I had to be hard on Davil, probably like a lot of them. Um, at times, I was trying to prod him and get the best out of him. And I think you saw the best of him tonight. But listen, yeah, absolutely. He's a young boy. The world at his feet in this league and he's had a difficult year. Um, but he's back and uh, I'm so, so pleased for him tonight. It's David rather than David? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to jazz it up. It's David <laughs> Touré, okay. yeah. Okay, that's a class name. He kind of lived up to the name tonight with some of his yeah. uh, flicks and tricks. Evan Caffrey, uh, look, he's a guy you, you, you've praised an awful lot. Tonight he got his first goal. I know it's the Leinster Senior Cup and people might say it's only the Leinster Senior Cup, but does that kind of give a guy a boost of confidence getting a goal like that and kind of you know, putting down a marker well not putting down a marker but an achievement like that it's kind of it's, it's, it's a goal for players they want to get their first goal he's got it tonight it's a competitive game yeah. it's a competitive senior goal so uh, yeah listen we give a few boys a round of applause in, in the dressing room after young boys making debuts competitive debuts Bemi getting his first uh, competitive minutes for the club his first competitive goal and the same with Evan but he doesn't need a boost of confidence Evan has been absolutely outstanding he's playing every minute of every game for Shelburne Football Club his granddad's club, you would say, Theo Dunn. So it'll mean a lot to him, his family. And uh, listen, Evan should be, I think he's a tall boy anyway, 6'2", 6'3". He should be standing 10 foot tall because he's been amazing. You really went at it tonight. That was really impressive to see. Who, sorry? You we, really went at it tonight. That was like, As in, it yeah. was very clear right from the start you were going after this one. Yeah, well, listen, the game's been a long time coming. Uh, and that was, I guess, the plan. And... Um, sometimes yeah you can create goals by playing nice football and sometimes you can score goals from pure aggressive pressing and I think a lot of our chances tonight just came from pressing and pressing high It's Derry next week is that one that you can really want to put in a performance in because of the cup final or is that a complete irrelevant? No it's an irrelevant it's, uh, the game was irrelevant to me the next morning uh, the boys did them absolutely amazing getting there yeah listen they didn't put in their best performance it was something that probably would live with them but here I've had many disappointments in my career uh, that being one of them but it's long gone to me the lads will be highly motivated next Friday just because it's a league game it's live on TV and it's against a good bloody team If I can ask you one on Monday night don't worry it's not about tactics or your preview or anything like that but Ireland are playing France we always tend to step it up against the bigger teams and put in rousing performances you've been part of that many times why do you think that is what's what's in our mentality I don't know we're Irish uh, you're on your own turf I've said it many times before listen if you can't get up for you know playing um, forget about Lafayette the other night playing in front of your home crowd against France you're in the wrong game so um, I'm expecting a big performance 
I think France have had a great win tonight, I believe, 4-0 four four yeah. away to Holland, so that's what shows how bloody good they are, and there's many interesting uh, things going on, including probably Mbappe, the best player in the world at the minute. Um, so good luck to the guys thanks Damien thank you this is the extratime.com League of Ireland voice notes podcast and that was Damien Duff the Shelburne manager speaking to me after their 4-0 victory against Dundalk at Oriel Park in the Leinster Senior Cup fourth round now when I looked at the fixture detail today and I saw fourth round I thought to myself really I thought this was, this was at the very least a semi-final but there appears to be many rounds to the Leinster Senior Cup now um extratime.com contributor Dave Donnelly will tell you there aren't nearly enough he loves it but just to give you a clear picture Shelburne now will play Bohemians no sorry they'll play Wexford in the quarterfinal with Bohemians awaiting in the semi-final on the other side of the draw Bray Wanderers will take on Usher Celtic as Damien mentioned there a lot of positives to come out of the uh, match not just the win but a ruby came off the bench and got a great goal Caffrey got the third goal to make it a 3-0 in the first half a couple of goals from Moylan and um, Robinson put them in a very comfortable position. Dundalk not helped by Hayden Muller getting sent off five minutes into the game. And I have to say, it was the right call. It was a straight red. Now, I mentioned earlier on that Finn Harps and Cove Ramblers were still playing when I was recording my intro at Oriel Park. I'm glad I didn't commit to guesswork on a scoreline there because it finished 2 all. Cove Ramblers coming from 2-0 down in the first half with two Jack Doherty goals in the second to get the draw in Bally Buffet. After that match, Ramblers boss Shane Keegan spoke to ExtraTime.com's Stuart Connolly. We were atrocious in the first half, absolutely atrocious. Two of the worst goals conceded I've ever been involved with. We should be absolutely kicking ourselves. Um, and it was very annoying because our preparation, we did everything we could in the last 24 hours to... Uh, Arrive here today in you know in the best can you know best possible circumstances we could given that the, the length it is away. So to then find yourself two 0 down inside fifteen minutes was infuriating, absolutely infuriating. And it was the first goals you conceded on the on the road as well this season. Yeah, it was, and it's the first goals they scored from open play as well. Um, you know, so it was just. Oh, I don't know. It was. I'm, I'm nearly afraid to watch the two goals back. So I am. Um, but look, the most important thing is we dug ourselves out of it. We dug ourselves out of it. I had a, you know, I don't think I've ever rattled off them as much as I did at half time I just, I just couldn't believe what I'd seen in the first half and I told them to go and dig themselves out of it and as individuals redeem yourself and to be fair every one of them did Whatever you said it did work and obviously Jack missed the penalty you must be thinking it's maybe oh, not our day yeah, but then you dug in then and he gets two two goals yeah. that's five for the season now yeah, so yeah. I suppose the really I suppose what saved us was the fact that he scored so quickly after missing the penalty I think it was only five minutes or so between yeah, the missed penalty and him minutes, scoring yeah. um, but look he's Jack is Jack is a fella who uh, his, his body language can betray him at times I mean even he, he looked you know almost like he'd given up almost for a moment in those five minutes after it but Jack has incredible self-confidence and he'll always have incredible self-confidence in himself and you know if anybody's capable of, of, of digging deep and turning things around it's him he did an absolutely superb job to pull us back into the game with the help of a few more Alright so you're still unbeaten on the road now and that's you are flying high up the table at the moment I know so, so there's only a few games gone but yeah, must be a good buzz around oh, the top. And look we, we were rock bottom last year so to go from that to uh, being where we are at the moment and being in the mix like you say it's still very very early days so well, it is a year's um, a long time of football as it they is, say. it is it is but look I think you know I think I've seen enough over those few games to think that we can be in the mix 
for playoff spots, not for league titles. I don't think I don't think any of us really expect to be in the I think I think Galway Waterford Bray will be the top three in my opinion. I, I find it hard to see anything other than that. Um Kerry will struggle a little bit just because it's their first year in the league, but the remaining six teams then the first division, I don't think there's anything between those six teams. I think any it's of them are capable oh, a completely open battle. Two playoff spots left, I think, between the six of us, and it's it's gonna make for a fascinating season. Yeah, and uh any new signings? Keane, Neville, Carragher? No, 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 no. <laughs> definitely. I wouldn't get in this team anyway. So no, not at the moment, not in the form you're in. <laughs> That's it, yeah, exactly. Um, handsome Bob, is he here tonight? Now? Handsome Bob is the most famous man in Ireland right yeah. now, so he is. He's, uh, I'll tell you what, his, his profile has gone through the roof in the last 24 hours. You couldn't meet a sounder man. He's absolutely, he is Mr. Cove, so he is. And I'm delighted for him. And no better man to embrace his newfound fame, I can tell you. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and that is Cove Ramblers manager Shane Keegan speaking to ExtraTime.com Stuart Connolly following their 2-all draw away to Finn Harps. It's great to get a result when you go away from home. It's especially good when you go on your longest trip away from home. Now I know what you're thinking. Is Tralee to Ballybuffet as in Kerry FC's trip to Ballybuffet longer? The answer is no. I have checked this. It's four hours and 46 minutes from Tralee to Ballybuffet. From Cove, it's over five hours. I think it's five hours and 21 minutes or possibly longer. I don't remember exactly. But either way, Cove to Ballybuffet is the longer trip. Bray to Wexford, not such a long trip. Wexford made the trip to second place Bray uh, last night as you were listening. And after the game, ExtraTime.com reporter Ashton Hannan sent us this voice note. Full time at the Carlisle Grounds and it finishes Bray 3, Wexford 2 and that's six games now unbeaten in the league this season for Bray. Their best start to a league season since 1996 and they sit second in the table now at the end of the night and that's 12 points from a possible 18. So brilliant start to the league campaign for Bray. A couple of goals from Ben Feeney and a late one from Cole Amore Humvan um, gifted Bray the three points there tonight. Aaron Dobbs and Ethan Boyle on target for Wexford. And of course, five of Bray's starting 11 were part of the Wexford squad last season. Um, manager Ian Ryan coming in um, over the winter and bringing quite a lot of his um, former Wexford squad with him. And yeah, it was quite a frantic first half. It took just six minutes for Bray to get off the mark. It was Ben Feeney. Um, scoring his third goal of the season so far. Harry Groom set it up. Of course, he was Wexford's 2022 player of the season. And um, he spotted his teammate from quite a distance, um, played a long ball up towards the box. Chris Lyons was there with Feeney, but it was Feeney who um, who got control of it there and slotted past Charlie Heffernan in the goal to make it 1-0. Wexford didn't take too long to make a comeback it was, took just three minutes for Aaron Dobbs to get that equaliser uh, it was Danny Furlong actually who initially tried to shoot from distance and um, goalkeeper Alex Moody for Bray got a strong palm to that attempt Alex Moody of course signing from Wexford as well the ball fell to Aaron Dobbs he was waiting there unmarked and he pounced on that to make it one all Bray didn't seem too shaken by it um, they were both they were threatening Wexford were threatening for the next um, 20 minutes or so and then it was Wexford who actually went ahead and um, it was James Crawford who whipped in uh, a corner kick and it looked like he had kicked it directly into the goal but think when you're looking back on it it looks like Ethan Boyle um, gets his head to it slightest nick so he'll definitely claim it but um, it was a bit of a scramble at the back post but yeah 
to one there for Wexford after about half an hour. And it was about five minutes before half time when Bray equalised. And it was quite a similar goal to the first one for them, actually. Harry Groom again showing that fantastic vision up the pitch to see Feeney. He was on his own up front there. Wexford just looking a little bit shaky at the back, quite exposed there. So um, Groom saw the opportunity to whip a long, low ball up the pitch. Um, it met Feeney and he just slotted the ball kind of between the legs of Heffernan in the goal. So he'll be happy with that one, definitely. 2-2 uh, going into half time there. Both teams had a fair few chances actually going into the second half. Um, second half wasn't quite as hectic as the first but only one goal separated them there in the end. Wexford brought on Jordan Adeyemo with about an hour on the clock, but he couldn't really produce a finish. He did get um, a goal, but about 15 minutes to go, but it was ruled offside. Um, a couple of offside decisions actually against Wexford in the second half. But um, it was Bray who took the lead. It was about 20 minutes left on the clock. Um, Max Murphy, who got that screamer against Watford last week down at the RSC, um, he played a long high ball in across the penalty area. Met Feeney on the far post. Feeney was trying to get a hat trick there, but didn't really, didn't really happy for, happen for him. He uh, he'll claim the assist definitely, but he tapped it across to Cole Amori Humphan there, who was waiting in the middle, um, unmarked, and he slotted it into the back of the net to make it three two to Bray. So Wexford remains sixth in the league and um, with seven points. They'll welcome Treaty United to Ferry Carrick Park next Friday and Bray make the trip to Cove. So they'll be looking to make it seven league games unbeaten down in Cork. Extratime.com's Ashton Hannan watching Bray overcome Wexford by three goals to two in the first division. In the games that we didn't hear from so far, Galway overcoming Longford by one goal to nil. Kerry losing to a late goal against Athlone Town. 1-0 the final score there of course Treaty United and Waterford was postponed but rather late it was 5 o'clock now I know there was a deluge of rain and all that but uh, it must be very frustrating for the Waterford team and indeed the supporters who were going to travel the table Galway United are on top they've got 18 points Bray second on 12 points Cove Ramblers third on 11 points thanks to that fantastic draw away to Finn Harps at Lone Town in fourth position on 10 points Waterford who have a game in hand keep in mind in 5th position on 8 points. Wexford 6th on 7 points. Finharp 7th on 6 points. Longford 8th on 3 points. Treaty United 2nd from bottom on 2 points. And Kerry after 10 games. Bottom of the table uh, on 1 point. But again you wouldn't have expected too much from Kerry this season. And they are showing some very positive signs indeed. So that's the first division. Remember a full round of fixtures tomorrow in the uh, Women's National League. At 2 o'clock Shelburne up against Galway. At uh, 3 o'clock, Bowles taking on P-Mount. At 4, DLR Waves meet at Lone Town. While at 5 o'clock, Sligo Rovers are up against Treaty United. Just a reminder of how the table sits there. P-Mount on top after three games with nine points. Shelburne second with seven. Shamrock Rovers third, also with seven. Wexford Hughes fourth on six points. Bowles fifth on six. At Lone sixth on three. DLR Waves in seventh on three points. Galway in 8th position on 3 points Sligo Rovers in ninth on no points Cork City also with no points and Treaty United sitting 11th also on 0 points that's almost it from the uh, extratime.com League of Ireland voice notes podcast remember you can get in contact with me via Twitter at Oisin Langan and of course you can get in contact with Extra Time uh, through all the usual social media channels and the email you'll find all the information on extratime.com you'll also find all the match reports from um, well last night 
as you listen in the uh, League of Ireland First Division and indeed the Leinster Senior Cup Dundalk losing out 4-0 to Shelburne at Oriel Park there will be previews of uh, today's games in the WNL and uh, match reports after they happen Monday night it's the big one isn't it I'm really looking forward to it even though there's a bit of fear now I think um, after France gave Netherlands that trimming 4-0 on Friday night but still Ireland always get up for these big games we always raise our games we always raise our game when the big boys come to town and I don't think it's going to be any different on Monday evening is that blind optimism from me? probably but who cares this is sport and very often logic goes out the window and you can cling on to hope and hope kind of equals happiness hopefully we're happy on Monday night from myself Oshin Langan and everyone on the extratime.com team we'll talk to you soon take care bye bye